0: Think on your feet for our fast and curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset, your guide to news in and around Chicago. More black Americans are saying they're in need of mental health help. That's according to a new survey from CVS Health and Morning Consult. And in Chicago, black faith leaders are stepping up to the pulpit to address that need in their congregations. This past weekend, faith leaders across the black community joined forces and focused their Sunday sermons on mental health, how to destigmatize the topic, how to support family and friends who may be struggling, and how to prioritize your own well-being. Yesterday was World Mental Health Day, so we caught up with two of the folks behind the collab. Katie McKillen is the Chicago Regional President at Evalent Health. The joint faith effort stems from a recent event organized by Evelyn. We also spoke with one of the pastors who took part in this effort, Pastor Ira Ackery of the Greater St. John Bible Church in the Austin neighborhood. And we started by asking the pastor just what World Mental Health Day means to him.
1: Well, uh, first of all, I'm just so excited to be a part of a collaborative of 80 other faith leaders who designated yesterday as a day to uh, just champion the issue. The church has not really stepped up to the plate to, uh, to just champion mental health. We already know that one in every five adults in America, uh, has mental health challenges, which is 43 million people. Mm -hmm. And so the church chose to do it yesterday because we have access to our members on Sunday and not Monday. And so we had an opportunity to, um, just let our parishioners know that moving forward, that we're going to make a concerted effort to uh, provide them with resources to uh, direct them to organizations who are doing great work mm-hmm. because this is a real problem in our community. And we were driving home the fact that mental health is just as important as your physical health. And that's why it was a big deal on yesterday.
0: Yeah. Talk about that. Why is now the time to get the word out to to Chicago's black community specifically?
1: Well, it's not just the time. It's it's beyond time. I mean, uh, we're really late to the game. Uh, When you look at here in our country, uh, we're dealing with so much inequity and there's a great deal of inequity among black people we, we deal with so much, you know, how about this mental illness can be brought about by a number of issues. You can talk about child abuse and trauma and neglect, but specifically for us, we deal with so much poverty. Mm-hmm. It, it It's mentally traumatizing when you don't know where you're going to get your next meal from, or where, where you're going to lay your head at night. Uh, but even more specific racism, Racism is traumatic. I, I made the case yesterday that although one in five adults in America um, need to be treated regarding mental health, I told them yesterday that if you are black in America, you should be treated for mental health. And I told them I'll be the first one uh, this week to make connections to uh make sure that I get treated because I want to set the example. It's just, uh, it's just so sad that.
0: So, are you just getting therapy for yourself too, for the first time?
1: It, well, hey, how about this? A few years ago, I got, I got marital therapy. Uh, that, that, that's not the same, you know. But uh, this is my first time, and it's overdue. In two thousand and seventeen, I believe I did a, I went to a hundred and seven funerals uh, and eulogized nearly half of those people, wow. and so that that is beyond crazy. And, uh, you know, no, it, it's vitally important. I, I'm yeah. overdue myself.
0: Yeah, It's just
1: abnormal to go to at least two funerals every week of the year. Wow. <laughs> I
0: wanna bring Katie in here. Uh, Katie, talk to us about the work that you're doing with Evelyn Health.
2: Yeah, so, you know, Evelyn's mission is really to try to change the way healthcare is delivered. And we work with large Medicaid plans throughout the country. As a part of this, we see the faith-based community playing a critical role in delivering that healthcare differently. And more importantly, reducing healthcare disparities in Medicaid. So, you know, in particular, a lot of the work that we're trying to do here, we see faith-based leaders as trusted voices within our communities. And so many people are leaning on these leaders for all kinds of advice. And it's it's not necessarily just spiritual guidance. So we need to find ways that we can leverage their voices and then empower them with the right information. So the work that we're trying to do today is really around giving these faith-based leaders first the information and then empowering them to be able to cascade it to Mm -hmm. their broader congregations and their broader parishioners.
0: I mean, and as you talk about Uh, faith leaders sort of acting as first responders in in their communities. From what you're seeing, Katie, are they equipped to be able to do this kind of work?
2: You know, a lot of even what we're hearing today from the faith-based leaders is before we're able to be able to begin the broader community, we need to start with healing our faith-based leaders themselves. And, you know, I think this is just a a time that we all need to acknowledge that we're in a crisis and we need to start by first getting our faith-based leaders the right access to the resources so that they are able to help cascade it to everybody else the resources and the tools probably have not been well-informed across a lot of different groups within our communities. So we absolutely need to start with our faith-based leaders, making sure that they have the tools and resources so they're able to support their congregations, Mm -hmm. and then, you know, continuing along the way to ensure that, you know, we're at least – making sure we're addressing the stigma and providing resources that are within the Chicago area. And a big part of that today is building the trusted resources. So getting people in the room that are faith-based leaders and providers together yeah. and letting them develop the relationships.
0: Can you zoom out a little bit, Katie, uh, and talk a bit about the uh, importance of f- focusing these kinds of conversations about mental health on the Black community community? in Chicago. Like I'm wondering what trends you've seen when it comes to African Americans versus other racial groups and therapy.
2: Yeah. Well so, you know, as Pastor Ackery was saying, you know, a huge um, a huge portion of some of these barriers today is a result of poverty and is a result of bereavement and racism. And you know, while he was saying, you know, one in five adults today actually are, um, you know, experiencing mental illness, you know, today not even a third of black individuals are actually getting access. The care that they need for mental health, mm-hmm. and you know these are these are all numbers that are people that actually have mental health illnesses, and you know we're hearing that even an, a you know an average is it's up to 11 years for people from an onset to an illness to be getting any type of actual care. And in the black communities, it's much, much longer. And so, you know, we've got a ways to go across the board. But the fact that only today, you know, 33% of black adults with a mental illness are actually receiving treatment is is really what's driving the crisis.
0: Pastor, what is different you would say about what a therapist can do versus what you as a faith leader can, can provide your, your congregants. Cause I'm imagining some might be listening, saying, you know, I go to church, I talk to God about my problems, or I ask God for help. I don't need therapy.
1: <laughs> well, uh, tr- we're trusted voices and here even scientists acknowledge that the church is a unique place. The reason uh, for that. Studies show that people involved in religious groups or spiritual groups of some kind have a lower risk of premature death or illness. Um, you know, that being said, <clears throat> I think it's the fellowship, the goodwill and emotional, emotional support offered by religious organizations that promote healthy living and mental health. So I just think, uh, people being at the church. Uh, they're not getting therapy, so to speak, but they get a, they get a chance to talk to a trusted voice. They get a chance to talk, which is, which is therapy mm-hmm. within itself. But also, uh, you get a person who you can trust that can tell you it's fine to have uh, some trauma that has been brought about by childhood abuse, uh, social isol- isolation, or social disadvantage, or racism it, itself. It, it, it's, it's, it's very important to be validated because too often people are told that if you, uh, tell someone you have some mental health challenges, mm-hmm. you're going to be labeled as being crazy or weak or different. You're not different. You're normal. We need people to understand that mental health It's just as important as your physical health. And in some instances, mental health can be more important than your physical health. Mm -hmm. Because what if you have a perfectly healthy body and you don't have your mental faculties in place? You won't even know you're here. You're not even really living. You're just existing. And I want to add to what my sister said uh, about this uh, inequities that exist. I want to make a reference back to what Dr. King said many years ago of all forms of inequality. Injustice in healthcare is the most shocking and inhumane. And we want to use our voices as faith leaders, not only to encourage our people, not only to use our trusted voices and the faith communities that we're part of to bring comfort, but we also want to use our voices to tell uh, elected officials to support these very important organizations with resources and funding because yeah. a budget is a value statement.
0: Yeah, no, it's a good point. And I want you to drill into that a little bit more because mental health is not the only issue that we have seen you personally tackle at greater St. John Bible church. I know that you've even held recently, you know, prayer services against gun violence as well. So yeah. talk more about what more is needed for faith leaders to be able to continue this kind of work and to feel equipped.
1: Well, well, number one, uh when you pastor in America in an urban community at the bottom of this racist caste system, you're gonna have a, a plethora of issues. I, I we <laughs> I could work all day and night and never get to mental health, you know? Yeah. Because it's just we we're we we're lasting every economic indicator in America. Housing, um, businesses. I can go on and on, you know, but um uh, we, What we really need now is as these organizations are um, getting funding, I think rather than hoping that churches will continue, continue to use their volunteers, I think these organizations should help build up the capacity mm-hmm. of those in the church because the only way that you can really make some real uh, serious headway or some real effect it can't be a couple of old ladies. And, oh, that was a bad statement to make. But a, a person, it's got to be somebody who has time and who, who's, who's staffed to do this work within the church, who's a part of the faith community, so we can get some real work done. And not just sit around and, and wait for a pastor yeah. to preach a sermon uh once a year mm-hmm. on mental health awareness uh weekend
0: well you know uh, katie we know it's been a traumatizing couple of years for folks and we know that still you know more black people myself included we have turned to therapy the numbers you've shown earlier prove that that's it's still not enough but i wonder what else evelyn is doing to to help support these efforts
2: Yeah, you know, I think a big piece, and this kind of hits on what Pastor Ackery is saying, is creating a community for everyone to advocate together. And, you know, I think at least what we've been working through even over the last couple weeks, this is just the first step. In the conversation, we are continuing and we hope more, much more broadly in the Chicago area, but we all need to be continuing to collaborate with people from all walks of faith based communities, academia, clinicians, community organizations, really to move the needle on this topic. This is not something that can be solved, you know, by one group or one organization, but it's taking a village to really solve this together. And it starts by you know, acknowledging and facing that we are in a mental health crisis and then building a community so that we can collectively advocate for all of what we need together. Yeah,
0: we're out of time. But Pastor Acria I wonder if you will be um, taking any more opportunities in the near future to, to keep this conversation about mental health going at your church.
1: Well, I'm so glad that uh, a dear friend of mine and one who organizes in this city, Reverend Sanders, introduced me to Evelyn this is a golden opportunity yeah. uh to build on the network of clergy who support me uh to do some work like this because racism isn't going anywhere mm-hmm. we we uh we've gotten beyond uh covid uh 19 but we're still stuck in pandemic 1619 people are still being denied job opportunities because of color denied personal loans and right. being redlined and certainly with the bottom as it relates to health care yeah. and mental, uh, mental health. So there are more treatment. conversations
0: to be had for sure. Absolutely. That's pastor Ira acree of the greater St. John Bible church in Chicago's Austin neighborhood and Katie McKillen, Chicago regional president at Evelyn health. Thank you both. Mm-hmm. This episode of Reset was produced by me and mixed by Brenda Ruiz. If you liked the episode, be sure to subscribe. And if you're already subscribed, do us a favor and leave us a rating and review. We love getting feedback from you. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow.
1: Thanks for listening to the news live on WBEZ and NPR. The WBEZ stream sounds great in the kitchen on your smart speaker and anywhere on the WBEZ app. Listen every day.